Welcome into another episode of Locked On Phillies. In today's episode, we're going to evaluate Taiwan Walker's 2023 season. It was an interesting one. The win totals look good. The numbers outside of that, eh, iffy. And he wasn't used in the postseason at all. And clearly not happy about that. So what's his role going forward? We're going to break down everything that has to do with the Phillies' newest starter on today's episode. Let's get started. You are Locked On Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm Connor Thomas, your host. Thank you so much for checking us out. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, all that great stuff that helps us out here on Locked On Phillies. Really appreciate it. Subscribing will let you know when new episodes are posted. You'll get notifications on that. And uh, yeah, it takes two seconds. It costs you no money. It's easy as anything to do. It's a really huge help here to me on Locked on Philly. So I appreciate everyone who's already done that and anyone who's going to thanks to this video. So thank you for checking us out. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started winning your $150 in bonus bets. Now, I've been going through evaluations of players from the 2023 Philadelphia Phillies. And let me know in the comments of this episode who you want me to evaluate next. We've been through a bunch of guys. Aaron Nola, uh, Zach Wheeler. We're doing Taiwan Walker today. Um, continue, we did Matt Strom. We did, I'm trying to think of the position players, Bohm, Stott, Marsh, uh, Schwarber, Castellanos, Harper. We've done a lot of guys already. So uh, go ahead and run through the uh, the list of episodes, and you'll be able to see all the evaluations. So I put them all in a playlist for you. But let me know in the comments of this episode who you want me to evaluate next. We haven't really gotten through a lot of bullpen guys. We've only gotten through a couple of the guys who have made starts for this team. So still plenty of names to run through when it comes to evaluating their 2023 season. But let's jump into Taiwan Walker today. Now, Walker was signed this past offseason to be a member of the Philadelphia Phillies. And he was signed to uh, a multi-year deal. Four years, $72 million was the signing mark for Taiwan Walker. And he came from a division rival in the New York Mets. We did seen him in New York for a couple of years. So you're like, okay, we had an idea of what Taiwan Walker was. Devastating splitter. Um, solid stuff. Not a top, top end of the rotation guy, but a guy that can be a big body, powerful reliever or starter for you, depending on how you want to employ him. Now, he's been mostly a starter in his career, uh, but there have been times where he's been employed in relief a little bit as well. Not not as much, and the Phillies didn't use him like that this year. I'm just saying like he was a guy uh, coming in that you were expecting to be a back-end starter, or perhaps if something went wrong with him or right with guys like Andrew Painter, Christopher Sanchez, he could have been moved to the pen. But what ended up happening is, a lot of guys were unavailable at the start of the year, and Tywin Walker had to carry this team. Now, he's 31 years of age, so he's up there a little bit, but the size, he's 6'4", 235. Like, this guy is a monster. He could play, like, defensive end in the NFL. And you know, I'd probably have to put on a little bit of weight, but you, you get my point. He's a very big guy, so his large frame handles a lot of innings well. And the amount of innings thrown this year, I mean, we'll show you that 172 and two thirds innings. 
That is the highest mark of any season of his career. So a new career high in innings. That's a good start for evaluating his uh, his season by the numbers. ERA, a 4.38, which it's not terrible. Last year in New York, he had a 3.49. This year, a 4.38. But in 2021, a season where he was an all-star, his only all-star season, which was with the New York Mets, had a 4.47 ERA total. So 4.38 isn't bad. You'll take that for a middle-to-back-end starter. Uh, so that's all fine. He, he wasn't a heavy home run guy. I mean, he gave up 20 home runs in 172 and two-thirds innings. You'd like to see him get that down a little bit, but that wasn't too much of an issue. He had 138 strikeouts. That's a little low, but he's not really, unless the splitter's going, he doesn't really have great, great strikeout stuff outside of that. The big thing is he just worked out of trouble a lot this year. And the very interesting thing about evaluating Taiwan Walker is the record. He won 15 games this year. He was 15 and six. It was kind of now. I don't want to say it was like a Fugazi 15 win season because some of the numbers show that he was pretty darn good at like a seven two strikeout per nine. Um, now one nine four strikeout the walk ratio that needs to get better. Like he needs to strike out a lot more than he walks. But he was minimizing hits. His WHIP was one three, which not. Awful. I, I I mean, he was what you expect. Tywin Walker was the definition of a fourth or fifth starter for the Philadelphia Phillies by the numbers. Like everything he did this year was saying, okay, this guy can be a back end of the rotation piece for a solid team. The only thing that's different is the fact that he won 15 games and went 15 and six. And it's like, how did he do that? Uh, I think he was just, I hate to say it this way, because I don't think he had a bad year. Um, he was really rough down the stretch. And that's why he didn't throw in the postseason. That's what we're going to get into a little bit coming up in the second segment. But like, it's not like he stunk in 2023, but I do think he was lucky to end up with 15 wins. I think he just got a lot of good run support. I think he was in a position to throw deep into games and the Phillies offense like might get going a little bit later, especially early on in the year. It took that team a while to, to figure out how to score runs. So the longer you go into the games, the better chance you're going to find this deal win. That's the thing. He just ate up innings early on in the season, and he threw in spots that, for whatever reason, seemed to result in wins. Again, you don't win 15 games by having a bad season. You don't. That's impossible. Nobody's ever had a bad 15-win season. But it, you can have a 15-win season that's not the caliber of some other ones, and I don't think that this was the quality of that. I really do think the 15 wins was just him happening to pitch on right days and against right opponents. Just kind of how the schedule felt. He was a little bit lucky with the final win total. The numbers show you he's a fourth or fifth starter. And that's fine, right? When you look at what the Philadelphia Phillies have, you could do worse for a fourth or fifth starter than Taiwan Walker. And when you have Wheeler at the top, Nola at the two, Suarez available, Sanchez still potentially in the starting rotation at some point, and maybe you're going out, going out and getting another starting pitcher this offseason in addition to re-signing Aaron Nola, which the Phillies already did. Well, that would push him to five in the rotation. And you're like, okay, that's a really good five. Think about it. In past years, the fifth starter in the rotation has been ah, oh, Vince Velasquez. He might have even been higher than that. Um, Spencer Howard, who can't even stay in the major leagues. Like, you've had guys that are unusable in the fifth starter spot. Tywin Walker was an all-star two seasons prior to this one. He didn't have his best year, but the numbers in some spots are good. And as long as he can eat innings, he just had a career high in innings this past year, he's going to get the job done in the fifth starter spot. 
And every once in a while, he'll go out and give you a gem. He was a guy that battled, right? He'd give up three runs early, and then you'd blink, and the next thing you know, it's the seventh inning, and the Phillies are up 4-3, and Walker has settled in big time. So where Aaron Nola struggles like the second or third time through the lineup, Tywin Walker seemed to struggle through the first, and then after he got through the first time through the lineup, he figured out hitters and seemed to really, really battle there. And that's what I think helped him get some of the wins too, was just the way he fought through wins. He was, I think, the grittiest pitcher for the Philadelphia Phillies in 2023 in that he had so many outings that could have just turned into blow-up, terrible, awful outings. You give up six, you give up seven, your team gets smoked. You let your team down, and he stopped the bleeding early and battled to have a good amount of innings eaten up in those types of spots. So he deserves full credit for that, and I think he was a nice addition to the team this year. Do I expect more out of him in 2024? Well, maybe if the top end of the rotation looks stronger, and yes, I can expect more out of him. Maybe if, it's, if he gets pushed back to the fifth spot in the rotation instead of he was like flirting with the four or even the three at points when Ranger Suarez was not available. I think that could help him being in a little bit less of a responsible spot. But I don't think Tywin Walker had a bad year. I think he had a bad stretch to end the year, and a couple other contributing factors led to him, well, what we're going to talk about next, not getting postseason action. He didn't pitch in the playoffs at all. Why in the world would you not throw a guy that had 15 wins in the regular season? Well, I'm going to try and crack that code coming up as we continue today's episode of Locked on Phillies. First, though, I want to tell you about my friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook. All right, the NFL season's in full swing. Everything's rolling. The Birds just had a really big win over Kansas City. There's no better time to get in with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. It doesn't matter. So here's the trick. Here's what you do, right? Or at least what I would do. I would go on the FanDuel. I would look through all the games they have. Check the money lines on everything. Basketball, football, hockey, whatever you can find. And maybe you find somebody who's like a team that's minus, I don't know, something crazy, 500. Think about college football. Think about like if Bama was playing Northern Illinois Tech or some random terrible school. Probably be like minus 600 on the money line. Bet them. Bet your $5 bet on them. All you need is your team to win. And you'll get $150 in bonus bets with that winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app's super easy to use. Like I was saying, there's a wide range of betting options, different sports, different types of bets with spreads, player props, parlays, over-unders, all that good stuff. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Keep the NFL season going strong and make some money doing it. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Okay, so... Why did Tywin Walker not pitch in the postseason? Well, let's go back to his baseball reference page here, and it gives you his last five games. So in his final five games of the 2023 season, let's go in reverse order. So last start, so last start of the year, then second to last start and all that. Listen to these amount of earned runs. His last start of the year, he allowed four. His second to last start, he allowed two. Not bad. Um, His third to last start, he allowed five. His fourth to last start, he allowed six runs, five earned. His fifth to last start, he allowed four runs, four earned. Like He was just giving up. In his final five starts of the year, he allowed, let me do some quick math, 10, 18. He allowed 20 runs in his last five starts. 
that's not good. And going into the postseason, you have to go with the hot hand. Aaron Nola got lucky that he got a hot hand at the end of the regular season to earn the trust back. Now, I still think he would have thrown in the postseason, but I think him having a couple good starts down near the end of the season really, really helped him uh, earn the trust of Rob Thompson and this organization. And he showed that he deserved it with the way he pitched in the postseason. Tywin Walker did the opposite. He went out down the stretch when the Phillies could have really used him to help them lock up a spot sooner rather than later. And he was not good. And you had a bunch of options. You had Christopher Sanchez. You had Michael Lorenzen. You had Zach Wheeler. You had Ranger Suarez. You had Aaron Nola. There were a lot of guys who could have made playoff starts for this team, or at least that made starts in the regular season that you were evaluating. And what ended up happening is Tywin Walker just found himself on the outside looking in. Here's where I would be upset if I was Tywin Walker. And if you didn't see him, Tywin Walker was liking tweets about people saying he should have pitched in the postseason and everything like that, and tweets about – uh, the Phillies making a bad decision to not use him. Here's where I understand that. Like you, you can't be liking tweets about the organization or the manager or stuff like that, especially when you're on a multi-year deal. It's not a good sign for the locker room, but where I get it. And Dave Dombrowski and Rob Thompson, by the way, have already said they have no problem with Tywin Walker. Everything's all good. So I wouldn't worry about that being like a consistent issue going forward. I'm just saying you, you can't do that. But in game four, game four, right? Yeah, game four of the NLCS. Was it, you had the uh, the bullpen game because it was um, Wheeler, Nola, Suarez bullpen game out in Arizona. And you went with Christopher Sanchez. And I'm not mad at that. Like, I'm not saying Christopher Sanchez should not have made that start. But what you did as soon as Christopher Sanchez was done, he only threw like two innings, was you went to Jeff Hoffman in the third inning, a high leverage reliever that you could have used later on in the game. I don't understand it at all why in the world would you not have Tywin Walker ready to go in that spot like that's one of my biggest gripes with the postseason you have other starters back there you have Michael Lorenzen who threw a no hitter for you this year you have Tywin Walker who's won 15 games for you this year and you only get two innings out of Christopher Sanchez which doesn't mean you did the right thing or the wrong thing to start Sanchez I'm not mad at that I'm just saying you got to the second inning you have other long-term relievers if you can get three or four out of Tywin Walker, it turns into normal bullpen usage. But instead, you just go full bullpen game to match their bullpen game. If I was Tywin Walker, I would have been upset with that. I would have been. I would have said, I won 15 games for you this year. I ate up innings. I battled through tough spots. I was an all-star two years ago. And you're not throwing me at all in the postseason? Like, not even when the situation seems to specifically call for it? Like, I get not throwing him in the wild card series, short series. I get not throwing him against the Braves. The Phillies made that a short series. And I understand some spots against the Diamondbacks not using it, but that made no sense to me. And that's where I think the issues come from that Tywin Walker had with the way that he was handled this postseason. So, yeah, why no playoff action? Part of it is that he didn't have a great end to the season. I read you his numbers. 20 runs allowed in his final five starts of the 2023 regular season. But also, I think it was partially mismanagement on the part of Rob Thompson. And I think he needs to be better in the future of handling that. Now, I'm not saying Tywin Walker has to throw if the Phillies make it to the postseason this next year. Like, you have to evaluate every year in a vacuum. I'm saying in that spot, in this season, with what Tywin Walker had accomplished, he deserved a right to get the baseball. And he didn't. And I would be upset over that. All these guys are competitors. Like, you might look at a guy like, I'm going to take a ricochet shot at somebody. 
Uh, I'm going to pick somebody who's not on the team anymore. Bailey Falter got traded. You might look at a guy like Bailey Falter, who's like the back end of the rotation or a bullpen guy at times, and say, well, dude, you got to understand why you're not playing. But these guys are professional athletes. They get paid to play baseball, not watch baseball. And they want to be out there. Each and every one of them wants to be competing for their team in the biggest spot. And Tywin Walker's a guy who's had that opportunity. And he hasn't had a big enough drop-off where it's like, oh, you're at the end of your career. You're not the same guy. We can't trust you in the postseason anymore. Just He got usurped by a couple pitchers who were pitching better and a couple pitchers who were just overall better pitchers. And that's a tough draw, but then you have to pick and choose your spots where you use him. And I think it was silly that he wasn't utilized in that spot in the series against Arizona in game four. Uh, that just – or was it game – Five. No, game four, because Wheeler won five, Nola lost six, and then you had uh, Suarez and stuff. Yeah, I just – I don't love it. I don't love that he wasn't used, and I don't love the handling of the bullpen of points by Rob Thompson. I've already made that clear in, when we talked about the season. But So if I was Simon Walker, I wouldn't be liking tweets like that. But in my mind, like my mental Twitter feed would be filled with, why in the world did you not pitch me in those spots? So I get it. I really do. And I don't think he's going to be a locker room problem. I think the culture is too strong for that here in Philadelphia. So I'm not worried about this carrying over to the next season. I just, I get why he wasn't used. I also get why he was upset he wasn't used. And I don't know how much it would have changed for the Philadelphia Phillies. But I think in that one instance, he deserved a shot. He didn't get it. And he's upset. And I understand that. So overall, Tywin Walker's 2023 season, was it a success? He did it. He did what he, like what you would expect him to do, right? He met expectations. He earned his paycheck, but I don't think he earned anything above his paycheck, if that makes sense. Like, he was as on par as you can get for a guy who you brought in to be like a fourth starter or a fifth starter. And if next year he moves into the role as the fifth starter, well, then you might be getting a steal for having that quality of player in that role. And not steal monetarily. I mean, four years, 72 mil is not like a cheap, cheap contract. But still, uh, you get what I'm saying? Like, you'd have a really good pitcher in that spot. So, we'll see. But coming up, we're going to break down uh, what I think his role could be for next year and the scenarios that affect that. But I think in the 2023, Tom Owen Walker, he had some good. He had some bad. It evens out to exactly the guy you thought you were getting. A back-end rotation guy that goes out there and battles for you and – eats up those tough, gritty innings, and I think he did that. Yep, again, coming up next, we're going to look at his role for 2024. What could happen to Tywin Walker going into this next season? How does he fit into the Phillies' long-term plans? We'll discuss that coming up as we wrap up Locked on Phillies. Okay, so let's look at the framework of the rotation in 2024. Dave Dombrowski left us some breadcrumbs in his end-of-year media availability. He said that McCable isn't there yet. Griff McGarry isn't there yet. Andrew Painter is completely out of the question for 2024 as he recovers from Tommy John surgery. So that leaves the guys that are on the major league roster. Doesn't seem like anyone's coming up from the minors, at least for the start of the season. Zach Wheeler's your one, no doubt. Aaron Nola's your two, no doubt. I think Ranger Suarez has locked himself into the three spot in the rotation. So that leaves two spots, the fourth starter role, the fifth starter role. And the Phillies have said multiple times, six-man rotations, they think help prepare you for the postseason, keep your guys fresh. So maybe there's six spots in the rotation if they go out and sign another top star. 
I have to imagine Christopher Sanchez will be in the rotation from Jump Street this year. It's hard not to imagine that with the year he put together. He was very, very good. So Tywin Walker and Christopher Sanchez are kind of battling for that fourth spot in the rotation. One of them's going to be fourth. One of them's going to be fifth. If I was the Philadelphia Phillies, well, that's not true. I'm just going to say about the evaluation. Like, who do I think is the more talented pitcher? I think Sanchez is more talented, or at least has a higher ceiling. I think that Tywin Walker is the more proven pitcher. So what do you value more? The rookie who can have a high ceiling or the proven veteran talent? We talked about this with Johan Rojas playing in the postseason. And clearly the Phillies chose to play Johan Rojas. Now, whether you feel that worked out or not, based on his lack of hitting, but stellar defense, uh, this team showed their hand when it comes to these decisions, and they went young and talented with a high ceiling. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Christopher Sanchez be the four starter in this rotation and Tywin Walker be the fifth. But where this gets interesting is if the Phillies do indeed go out and sign another starting pitcher in the free agency market, in addition to re-signing Aaron Nola. That still could be a thing. Yoshinobu Yamamoto's uh, posting window is open. Maybe the Phillies are interested in him. Well, I know they're interested in him, but like maybe he's interested in here. Maybe there's another guy out there. Maybe there's a trade coming. I don't know what you're looking at doing. Um, maybe Tywin Walker could be a trade candidate for another starting pitcher as like part of a deal. Uh, I don't know how that would work out. But if there's another starting pitcher coming in here, Walker could end up being that guy who goes to six man in the rotation, helps spell the rotation, and is a depth piece. He'd be a very overpaid six man in a rotation. But the fact of the matter is the Phillies have a lot of really good starting pitchers. And that's why they're so successful as an organization the past couple of years. And they should continue to do that. And unfortunately for Tywin Walker, his role – is not going to be relative to his paycheck or probably his skill level. But that's part of being on a great team. Do you think, I don't know, let's look at Do you think Nick Castellanos wants to hit seventh or eighth? Do you think J.T. Romito wants to hit sixth or seventh? Do you think Bohm and Stott should be low down in the lineup like they have been at points in the 2023 season? On other teams, they could all be top four hitters on a team. But they're not on this team, and they accept that role because they understand that means there's great players around them. Tywin Walker could be in a lesser role in 2024, but it's only because the Philadelphia Phillies have insanely talented pitchers. I'm not down on Taiwan Walker at all. I'm realistic about the type of guy he is and the type of guy you brought him in here to be. You didn't sign him to be your ace. You signed him to be a depth rotation piece, and I think he handled that well in 2023. And I think even if he shifts a little bit back in the priority list in 2024, he'll handle his role like a professional, like a veteran, and he'll be able to eat up innings and, hey, if he gets 15 wins again next year, <laughs> what a damn run it would have been for Tywin Walker. But that's my evaluation of his season. Let me know in the comments who you want me to evaluate next. Coming up tomorrow, it's going to be Thanksgiving. So we're going to have our annual Thanksgiving episode of what should we be thankful for right now as Philadelphia Phillies fans. I always like to stop and give thanks on the podcast episode that falls on Thanksgiving. So we'll discuss that tomorrow. Um, and I will talk to you next time on the next episode of Locked on Phillies.